So, this is the Goshen News Sports Podcast, and I was going to do this typical intro, but Evan always, like, kind of jokingly mocks it, so I'm not going to do the typical, welcome to the Goshen News Sports Podcast, but I am welcoming you all here. And this we is have Austin the OG Hobbs. sports reporter, <laughs> Evan Leapak in the house. Yeah. Evan's, yeah. Evan's going to do the, Evan did the intro once, remember when Evan did the intro to the show? Because mm-hmm. he was like, you always do the entrance, and I'm like, okay. Well, it's because uh, you're the host. I mean, co-host. No. You know, you're the co-host. It's not like you're an analyst. You're your co-host as well, you know. You're the host host. I'm the guy on the side that sometimes talks. I talk uh, probably 25% of the time. (laughs) And then you talk 75% of the time. So I would say... It's because I like talking, obviously. I would say it's... Well, also, you just have more knowledge than me, usually. Yes. But... um, yeah, I would say you're the host and I'm that's, the co-host. That's that Missouri education right there. More knowledge than the Florida education. You know what I mean? No, you know what I mean. More knowledge. Mm. You know, because you've been here longer. Wow, you so call me old? You call me old? We're the same age. Uh, you are the same age, technically. So, I'm Austin Huff, by the way, sports editor. And that's Evan Leapak, sports reporter. Evan, good to see you. It's always good to see you. Happy Wednesday. Yeah, I skipped out on Notre Dame media availability to be here. Mm. So I'm missing out on uh, some offensive players. I'm and, sure uh, Tommy Reese Tommy has Reese. riveting stuff to say about Jack Cohn being the starting quarterback that he already said on Saturday. So, Well, he might have some new stuff. Who knows? Yeah, you'll have to but watch But I back. won't know because I'm not there I mean, to ask questions. They, everything is online at the Notre Dame website. We'll talk about Notre Dame later in the episode. We'll, we'll, it's a little tease for everybody. Drop the little Notre Dame tease. We'll come back to it. Okay. Sound good? Yeah. Cool. Hey, we got prep sports starting this week, man. This is like the big, this is the big week right here. We've already had games going since Saturday, but this is like the first real week. Like the Tuesday, uh, you know, yesterday was like 22 games on the schedule, man, across five different sports. Like it's real. And then Thursday is very similar, like 20 plus games on the schedule, every sport playing. Uh, And then football Friday, first football Friday is this week. Uh, Are you just excited? This is your first fall in Goshen. Evan, are you excited? I have a uh, a soft spot for Friday Night Lights, so yep. I am looking forward to that starting on Friday for sure. Why, why do you have that soft spot for uh, Friday Night Lights? It's just something about it, man. You go out there under the lights, you know, you're the band playing, teams on the field, both sidelines, the energy, you know, it's just it's just a lot of fun to be a part of. Mm-hmm. And obviously, I played football in high school, so it makes me reminisce a little bit you know you go out to the field smell that uh fresh cut grass it, <laughs> a, lot, it just, a lot of turf around this area now there's no more not much more fresh there's a cut few grass. <laughs> there's a few of them uh-huh uh, yep. North, northwood has one northwood has natural grass yep so, Fair, so Fairfield, concord fairfield has natural grass and and concord yep so but most is elkhart i'll be there elkhart has a turf so, has a turf. so i'll get to smell the smell the grass the, the smell the uh fresh beads the fresh black beads of the turf at elkhart <laughs> rice field at elkhart so dude i hate those bro they uh been going to notre dame for practice and the other day i came home and there was a bunch of black beads in my shoes <laughs> that i had to clean out there you so. go well you won't be on the field that as much on Friday, probably, but the post game you have to track down, you know, coaches and stuff like that. So that'll Correct. be fun. So uh, let's just jump into the football preview. How about that? And, we'll, and then we'll circle back to all the other things going on this week. Uh, Elkhart County football is back, and obviously all football is back. But 
I mentioned Elkhart County specifically because this time last year we did not have Elkhart County football week one uh, due to the pandemic. Elkhart County Health Department had uh, at that time like suspended all like activity basically like physical activity and games through the end of the first Friday football Friday basically in Elkhart County and so we didn't get you know Goshen versus Fairfield Concord versus Elkhart or Northwood versus Jimtown week one last year um, it felt very strange I'm not gonna lie like that Friday night you know, usually I'm at one of those three spots and instead I was at West Noble Central Noble which is fine it's still I mean, it was still an all right game and it was you know good good solid contest but it felt weird you know not having Goshen or Fairfield or Jimtown Northwood playing Northridge like couldn't play you know so it feels good to have that back you know this this year I say so and it's very wide open as you've said a few times yes the football teams in our area a lot of people a lot of teams kind of flipping losing a lot of experience at important positions or just in general Mm-hmm. So we don't really know who's going to stand out, mm-hmm. uh, you know, in what conference or in what team, in what area, you know. Mm-hmm. So should be interesting to see how things shape as the season goes on. Yeah, we feel pretty confident about maybe Concord being a solid team. Yeah, I would think Concord will be good. Uh, a lot of skilled players back for them. You know, they have two quarterbacks now on the roster that played last year: Tommy Kinsman, Hunter, Hunter Dutton. You have Amarion Moore, Jack D'Arcy as wide receivers on the outside, Will Odiambo, the running back position. Um, defensively, uh, Zavin and Armin Koltukian, both just really solid players. Um, and, you know, Moore and D'Arcy will play corner and safety as well. Like, they have some really good skill players. And, and Coach Craig Kaler was talking about how this is probably the best perimeter players they've had in years. And Concord has always been a team that kind of throws the ball a little bit more. They're a little more of a passing offense, which is, you know, different from most high schools in this area. You know, even just looking at, like, Northwood, Northwood runs, you know, runs a ton. You know, they rarely pass. So, um, I mean, they have a solid running back still, And they always so. got solid running game, right. I mean, it just kind of goes by your personnel, obviously. But, um, you know, Concord's going to get a great test, obviously, week one. Elkhart, uh, Elkhart, you know, now a 6A school. Uh, they won their sectional last year. You know, they are they lose a ton of players, lose a lot of top end talent like Rodney McGraw and Derek Woods, but uh they're still good. I mean, they're always gonna be good now. They've they're a big school, you know. So, um that's that game you're gonna be at's probably the best game. That's probably the marquee game of the week as those two going at it. That's gonna be a fun game. Maybe uh, the year to be at depending could, on it, how things go. Right. It could be one of the best games of the season. Um you know, they were, they were supposed to play last year. It was supposed to be Elkhart's first ever game as a football program after they had merged. And, of course, it got canceled, and so that was that's tough. Um, so, yeah, it should be a good game. I'm excited. I'm excited for you to see that. So should be should be entertaining. And uh, you'll be with our staff photographer, uh, Joe Weiser, out there on Friday night. So, Does anybody uh, run the veer? No one runs Run the veer. No, well, Fairfield kind of runs the veer. Triple not, option. Not as not a true veer like in We Are Marshall, but uh, uh, Fairfield does run that triple option. So does Warsaw. Obviously, we cover Fairfield. They play Goshen Week One. Uh, Fairfield last year had a pretty amazing regular season, eight and zero in the regular season, undefeated, <clears throat> conference champs. Um, lost in the second round to Bishop Lures who end up going to the state championship game and losing to Bishop Lures is, you know, kind of like 
it happens. Like, just one of those teams from Fort Wayne that just comes in and beats everybody, and that's fine. doesn't matter what their regular season record is. Um, so that was a big year, though, last year for Fairfield. Uh, they graduated a ton of players. But I think, <clears throat> I think this week one game is interesting because both Goshen and Fairfield are going to have new quarterbacks. You know, they run two completely different offenses. Goshen kind of likes to throw it around a little bit more, too. Fairfield, obviously, with that triple option offense is going to run it. They're going to pound it, you know, down your throat, basically, and try to stop it, right? And um, I think if this game was played in, like, week seven, I think Fairfield would probably win just because that offense is really hard. And if, once you got players who know what they're doing really in that system, you know, they can be, it can be pretty elite, like as we saw last year when they had a bunch of seniors playing in it. Uh, but week one, I think it's a toss-up. Like, Goshen could easily go down there and win. Um, but Fairfield, I think, could also win too. So uh, it's going to be a fun game. I, I hope, you know, I hope for Goshen's sake, they, they win a couple more games this year. You know, it's been, been tough for them winning one game each year the last three years. And, you know, you, you'd like to see them maybe finally start turning the corner here, you know, just to get morale up <laughs> at a minimum, you know. So That's what I was thinking. I was mm-hmm. going to say the intrigue of this game on that aspect of, you know, obviously Goshen's had – Struggles the past few seasons, even going beyond that, obviously. Mm -hmm. Just as a football program, it's been tough for them. But Fairfield, like you said, has lost a lot of talent. We don't really know what they're going to look like. Obviously, they have players from last season. They know how to win, but it's Mm -hmm. it's still a lot of an experience. So it should be interesting to see if Fairfield can, you know, win their first game of the year keep winning you know maybe that catapults them going forward or is this where Goshen you know takes advantage of Fairfield being down a little bit with Mm -hmm. everyone they lost and maybe ride that momentum into a few more wins than what they've usually been getting so that's why it's interesting to me at least yeah it's gonna be it's gonna be fascinating in that sense Um, I will be out there uh, with Brandon Beachy Staff photographer, not staff photographer. Joe's our staff photographer. Brandon Beachy, freelance photographer. He just feels like a staff photographer. <laughs> he, does, he shoots enough for a hey, covered all the stuff at the fair for us, basically. Um, so Brandon will be out there with me on Friday, and then the third game we are covering is the other Elkhart County, the all Elkhart County battle between Northwood and Jimtown. Uh, this is another game, traditional rivalry game. Uh, it's always a competitive affair. It feels like two really, you know, storied programs who have won state championships in the past and so it's it's always a fun game when these two get get together and we missed it last year obviously and this year now we get it back so uh northwood they're kind of in a they're kind of in a rebuilding year it feels like a lot of younger guys uh Caden Lone's gonna have to start a quarterback it looks like he's a junior he played some QB last year but I think everyone played quarterback for northwood last year at some point they had a lot of injuries at that position Nate Newcomer Played a little. Kyle Sellers played a little. Caden Lone, obviously, like I mentioned, played a little um, at quarterback. Um, it's always like Northwood's weird to me because, like, you look at their roster and there's like not a lot of like uh, like experience coming back. Like, there's some players who played last year, but it you know there's a lot of youth and it. You almost want to think, man, is like Northwood like going to be maybe not as good as they usually are? Like, is this a you know they might have a losing season maybe? Like, you know, but like. It's also like that program where you can't really ever count them out. Like it's really strange. Like you want to think maybe Northwood, maybe this is the year Northwood goes two and seven, but then this that would be the perfect year for them to go seven and two. You know what I mean? Like 
they are like the most like they're the biggest like I don't know what to to make of them along with Northridge like those two from our area are like they could go eight and one or one and eight and neither would surprise me. Not so. on uh, Coach Andrews' watch. Not they're on not Coach going, Andrews' watch. They're but not I, going two and seven. <laughs> um, it's just an interesting season for them, I think. And I think no matter what happens this year, they're really set up for 2022 fall to be Northwood again. You know, kind of that that perennial team that's contending for the NLC every year. So Yeah, they have a lot of freshmen, sophomore, good amount of juniors. I didn't see too many seniors in that photo that mm-hmm. I had to take the other day. Mm-hmm. So had a lot of youth from what I saw. So they are – the future does look pretty bright, I would say, for them. Right. And this year, too, in the NLC, it's going to be tough. You know, Concord looks strong. Warsaw is always tough now under Bart Curtis. Mishawaka, also a very tough team to beat. Uh, they also run the triple option type of running offense where, you know, and but they got explosive guys to beat you, you know. So it's Mishawaka, Warsaw, Con- Concord at the top of the conference. That's three That's three really solid teams right there. It's going to be hard for Northwood. You know, Northwood won't be favored, I think, in any of those games going into it. So... Just going to be an interesting year for the Panthers. So, and it starts on Friday with the Jimmies. Steve Craw, our veteran correspondent, will be there along with uh, Jeff Douglas. We don't, we don't, we don't do bet lines in high school, so I don't think anyone will be favored or vice versa. Actually, Te- technically, technically. <clears throat> technically, there will be no betting <laughs> lines on the game, but in a spiritual sense, they will not be the favorites going into either of those games. I think so. Smart. We're not betting on underage people. No. It's a bad idea. No. Uh, elsewhere from our coverage area, games this week starting up, we have the uh, Chad Epley era beginning at Northridge. They are at South Bend Adams uh, to start their season. Uh, this has been a, another one of those traditional first week games that we didn't get last year. Um, Epley is 26 years old. He's our age. So we're doing great things with our lives, <laughs> you know. Um, I'm excited for him. He's a good dude. I've talked to him numerous times, whether it be for football or, or track. And I know you've talked to him before uh, when you did a story about him in the summer. Um, seems like a good dude. Seems like he's got his, you know, like he's got his priorities straight and all that other, all the other cliches, right? Head screwed on the right way or head screwed on tight. Cliches. Whatever. Yeah, he seems like uh, he's found a good balance between being that football coach, but also being that like friend, that role model. Mm-hmm. He mentioned being younger as an advantage, obviously, to relate to some of his kids. It seems like the kids really enjoy his presence, really like being coached by him. So, I mean, that's always a plus going into the season, especially when it's your first season. I know he's been there in the past as an assistant, but I'm I'm expecting Northridge. I mean, Northridge always does well. Like you've said in the past, but right. but they're missing, they're they've they're missing some talent as well. Mm-hmm. They'd graduate a lot of people, a ton of players from last year. So yeah, Tom Wogeman did wonders turning around that program. That program was pretty much non-existent, and then he took it over in 2013. And two years later, they're playing in a semi-state. 2017, they went undefeated in the regular season. You know, they were really solid team the last couple of years. You know, usually not a pushover anymore. Like. Tom Wilgerman basically made Northridge, you know, not a pushover, which is, you know, if you had asked anyone 15 years ago about that, I think they would have, like, laughed in your face because Northridge was that team. Oh, we beat Northridge every year, you know? Yeah. But they Northridge beat a lot of teams they hadn't beat in a long time under Wilgerman. So um, he set the table, and Epley's there now hopefully to take it to that next level, you know? Like he mentioned uh, in 
you know, a couple of previews. Like, he wants to not just contend in the area, he wants to contend in the state. You know, he wants to bake this program like one of the top teams in 4A. You know, and, and you know, what's stopping him, right? So, talent. No. Size. No talent. No talent. It's Middlebury. <laughs> I mean, hey, Northridge is a growing school. They're a big, they're a, they're a 4A school now. I mean, it is a solid sized school, I would say. Mm-hmm. But it's going to be hard to compete with the Fort Wayne's and South Bend. Well, South Bend isn't as big of a deal as Fort Wayne, but there's mm-hmm. some good programs out there as well. Mishawak mm-hmm. and South Bend, obviously. Right. So, so we'll see. <clears throat> we will see. Um, and then we have a couple other games this week. West Noble at Central Noble. Again, a, another traditional first week matchup. Battle for the Bell. Uh, for the uh, Noble County Bell thing that they have. I don't don't know the full history behind the Bell. But Central Noble won it last year. So it's a rivalry game. And um, it's usually always a competitive affair. Regardless of the team records. You know, first game of the, I know first game of the year they're 0-0. Zero zero, but like <laughs> talent-wise, it, it doesn't really matter usually. Uh, like two years ago, West Noble ended up having an undefeated regular season and that game was still, you know, like 20 to 6. Like it was still a close game throughout the whole game. So and then usually we had Lakeland versus Wallasee as another first week matchup, but those two teams are not playing each other this year. Instead, Wallasee is going to Tippecanoe Valley and Lakeland is going to South Bend St. Joseph for their first weekend, first week game. How's uh, South Bend St. Joseph's football program? It's all usually. Right. It's all right. They've been kind of 500 or so the last couple of years, so it's a it's not a impossible game for Lakeland to win. I would say um, it's just a weird matchup to look at on paper. You know, you don't usually see Lakeland and St. Joe in anything, so it's very strange to see it uh, week one for football. Clash of the uh, Powder Blues. Mm-hmm. Yes, at least Wawasee and Tippy Valley are in the uh, same county. You know, they're both in Kosciuszko County, so. It's a county matchup, but yeah, Lakeland St. Joe. It's just a strange, strange on the eyes to see that on the roster. I don't know why. It's just like throwing me off. It's like, oh yeah, St. Joe, Savon St. Joseph, and Lakeland. It's like, okay, so um, should be a good first week. You know, we're not gonna know everything about all these teams after week one, but it's always good to have a first game to kind of ba- you know base your uh, thoughts off of. I guess you we're know, have columns. I'll after, make my after hot take. I'll write my hot take columns Sunday morning, being like. Goshen is the best team in the area. <laughs> if, there they, like, it is. if they run over Fairfield or something like that, so even if they barely win, don't yeah. sleep on Goshen. Don't we'll, sleep on we'll Go- the hey, title. Well, here's the thing: Goshen. <laughs> if Goshen wins Week One, they're got a really good chance to beat South Bend Clay Week Two. So they'll they could be two and zero. Then they get Mishawaka. It's probably not going to go well. But then Northwood. Who knows what Northwood's going to look like? So I mean, Goshen has a realistic chance, maybe to be three and one. Maybe a realistic chance. I said maybe. It's a big maybe. But we'll see. We'll see. Okay. Yeah. We'll see. Anyway, rest of the fall sports lineup got underway uh, this past weekend, like we mentioned. We were at a couple boys' soccer games. I was out there for Goshen, losing to Elkhart 1-0. And then uh, you were at Northridge, falling to defending state champ Chesterton 3-0. But then the Raiders come back, come right back and beat Penn 3-2. How about that? Chesterton, man. Chesterton, Yeah. They have some uh, athletes, mm-hmm. long and tall, athletic. You could see why they were state champions last year, and they returned a lot of talent. Yeah. That's what Lawrence said, Lawrence yeah. Baltazar, Northridge soccer coach. So, And then he talked about how, I mean, we he was throwing his team out to the fire because they lost so much 
senior leadership from last season. They only have two starters returning out of eleven, mm-hmm. so that's that's a big deal. Right. So obviously he was like, yeah, it's gonna it's gonna take some time for us to get going, and we get going with like teams like Penn, Elkhart, Chesterton to start. But hey, they picked up a big victory against Penn yeah. last night. So, which was today's Wednesday, so mm-hmm. Tuesday night. It was Tuesday night. So we could say last night. It's fine. So that's huge. I mean, that's huge for their confidence. That's huge for the growth of the team. I agree. I'm sure Lawrence was uh, not necessarily surprised because it is his team. He, he knows the potential of them, but I'm sure he was happy that they uh, picked up a big win like that. Mm-hmm. I see they can carry that momentum against Elkhart. You know, Elkhart ended their season last year. Elkhart, similar roster turnover from a season ago. They have a lot of guys that graduated. So um, two programs that are usually really solid. They were both ranked in the top 20 of the preseason poll. Like Northridge was 18th, and Elkhart was like 12th, I think, in the boys' soccer poll. Um, And Penn was like top 10 too. So, like, that's a good win for Northridge. Um, So it's going to be interesting to see how they respond here against Northwood. Or not, sorry, against Elkhart. (laughs) <laughs> uh, I'm thinking about Northwood because they were ranked also in the uh, 2A poll. They're ranked sixth. I was a little surprised by that. They are Northwood graduates a lot of talent on the boys soccer team. Uh, they're two stars from last year, Sebastian Guillen and Andre DeFridis, both uh, the two leading all-time scorers in program history, both graduated. And then Brad Dirksen's son, Chase, who was going to be a junior this year, obviously moved to Florida with his dad because Brad took the job down there in Florida. So Chase is no longer there. Um Kyle Dykstra taking over. He's going to have a, you know, relatively younger roster, but they have a chance to, you know, maybe make some noise. But I don't know. It's going to be that number six ranking. You know, preseason rankings are tough because a lot of coaches from the area are just kind of guessing based off last year, like how you did. And Northwood went to semi-state last year, so like that plays a factor into it. So, but yeah, there shouldn't be any. Shouldn't be any rankings until like three, four weeks into any season. To mm-hmm. be honest, mm-hmm. sh- I don't preseason polls in high school seem kind of pointless. Yeah, to me. Yeah, but maybe that's just me. Mm. You're not necessarily wrong, but it's fun to talk about them. So, I mean, Elkhart's ranked eighth in football for the in the six A poll. So, you know, there you go. Like they're gonna fall out of the top ten when they North, lose to Northwood. Concord. Northwood <laughs> Concord. Uh, Fairfield, Northridge, all received votes on their respective classes too. So, yeah, something to talk about. So, so boys soccer's going. Uh, I wanted to make a quick shout-out to West Noble Volleyball. Picked up a couple nice wins already this season. Beat East Noble in four sets and then Goshen in four sets. Those are two solid wins for that program. Um, they they are, you know, a couple years ago with Maddie Skimmerhorn, they went to the regional final. Uh, they were really solid that year with a with a obviously a Division One talent like Maddie who's doing you know great stuff at Purdue now, um, but they uh, that's a good two solid wins. They've been kind of trying to build the program back up after that after that senior class. So uh, maybe they can ride that momentum you know through the NECC. You never know, right? Uh, it's pretty wide open conference for the most part out there. So uh, it's going to be interesting to watch them. I think this year now the Charger volleyball team they could. Make some noise potentially, and uh, I feel like those are really two solid wins to start their season. So, yep, those game you went to last night. I mean, Northridge and Northridge, Lakeland. Northridge, they won. Bethany North- Bethany Christian picked up a five set win. Yeah, for uh, 
Allie, Allie Hawkins-Stiffney's first game mm-hmm. as head coach, so that's cool for her to get a first win right out the gate like that. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, we had a couple coaches win their first games this week. Derek Sherrick uh, over at Lakeland Girls Soccer, they won their first game uh, over Wallasee. Uh, we mentioned Allie Hawkins-Stiffney won at Bethany Volleyball. I'm trying to think. There was someone else who uh, – maybe someone else won their first game. I don't remember. Um, but, yeah, Northridge looked solid last night volleyball-wise. They were – you know, they're a program, you know, last year they showed flashes, like they could be pretty solid, just never feel like they put it fully together. If they put it fully together, they got some talent on that team. That, you know, they got a couple seniors who are good leaders, Abby Hostetler and Abby Martin. Like they got a chance to maybe be decent this year. Um, not going to make any wild predictions. It's August 17th, 18th, but, you know, they could be they could be a team that maybe is like a little sleeper pick, you know. So the, their, their biggest issue is they're in a sectional with Penn, and Penn's one of the, you know, storied volleyball programs in the state, so it's really hard to beat them any year. Um, and they looked great. Penn swept Northwood and beat them in the last game 25-6. So yeah. that's uh, – Tough. Yeah. <laughs> so Penn looks good. Uh, shocking. They're good at everything. Um, so, yeah. But, Except then, for boys soccer because Northridge beat them. Beat them. Right, yeah. <laughs> and uh, one other good, quick shout-out to Sybil Stilson, Northwood girls golfer. She set a program record with four birdies in a nine-hole match they, uh, against Fairfield on Monday at McCormick Creek. Uh, granted, it is her home course, and she's played that course probably every day of her life, so she knows where the birdie holes are at probably in the front nine. But she knows every blade of grass. She probably does. All the details. She probably does. Um, but to set a program record at Northwood is pretty good, pretty big deal. Northwood is a lot of great players in their history of the last 10, 15 years. And even, you know, going back when they had the individual state champion, Gina Yoder, back in, the, I believe, the 70s or 80s. Um, Adam Yoder will probably correct me on that. Um, but they that's a storied program. So to set any sort of a program record means you're doing something well. Uh, so four birdies and nine holes. I think if I had four birdies for my entire golf career, I'd be really stoked. Do you have any birdies right now? No. Zero. I have a couple I have a couple pars. That was a big deal. Parred a couple holes, no birdies. Those are the holes where you like take a picture next to the hole with your golf ball. I did mm-hmm. I did par. I got a par. Got a par yep. on this hole. Yep. Wow. I have not gotten a birdie yet in my like fifteen rounds of golf I've played in my life. So. It'll happen eventually. Just have to in keep due working. time. Blind squirrel finds a nut every once in a while, right? Yes. So girls girls soccer, by the way. Girls soccer? Goshen. Nine to nothing. Mishawaka is not good. <laughs> I hate I to burst your bubble, but Mishawaka is not good. But that's a good win for Goshen. Good start. Good start. I would say that in any soccer game, if you score nine goals, there's some uh, there's some skill involved. Yes, and it's at least a little impressive. Mm-hmm. So while Mishawaka obviously is very bad at girls soccer, scoring nine goals in a game that's 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 quite an accomplishment. So I just thought I would say, hey. Congrats, Goshen, for that win. Yeah. Especially since... Uh, it's a good win for Goshen. You know, we are the Goshen News. We so, are the Goshen News. So I thought yeah. I would just bring it up. Mm-hmm. So there you go. Yeah. And uh, we are not the Westview News, but Westview also had a nice boys soccer win yesterday, too. I have to pivot back to the boys soccer. 7-2 over Wawasee. Westview's a good team this year. They're going to... I think they're the sectional favorite out there. Uh, Bethany Christian struggled against Mishawaka Marion. I mean, Marion's a good good program too so it's not a bad loss by any means but um Westview and Bethany always feel like they're like the kind of the two favorites in that sectional for boys soccer 
Um, and if we're going to make those knee-jerk reactions off the first game, Westview's going to run away with it. So, um, yeah. They're going to win it all. Win the whole state thing. Yep. Uh, I was a little surprised they weren't in the preseason ranking. They won the sectional last year and played in the regional semifinal, went to a penalty kick and lost. They would have played Argus, who was the number one team last year, in the regional final had they won. Is it Argus? Argus. It's not Argos. It's Argus. It's Argus. The The, Dragons. The Dragons. Yep. Yep. It's not the Bremen Dragons. Not the Bremen Dragons. The Argus Dragons and the Bremen Lions. Um, (laughs) Oh, my goodness. So, uh, yeah, soccer... Both soccers are, you know, kind of off to nice starts here, and it's going to be interesting. I know that's the word I say a lot all the time, but, like, it's going to be interesting to see how these play out. But, like, there's some good storylines, I think, to follow here, and it's going to be fun to track which teams are playing well, maybe overachieving a little bit. Uh, so, you never know. Like, it always feels like there's one surprise every year in yeah. a sport. In so. theory, Westview could win it all. In theory. In theory. In theory. It's pretty straightforward. You know who else could win it all is Fairfield Volleyball. They could win it all this year. They're looking strong. 2-0 and already. 2-0 and in the NECC, too. Two conference Fremont wins. Is a good volleyball team? Uh, they're all right. They're not terrible. Um, they're not Mishawaka Girls Soccer, but, like, you know, they're 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 uh, an opponent. They beat Fremont. They beat um, Eastside on Saturday. Ranked number four in the Class 2A poll to start the year. Uh, so semi-state appearance the good. last two seasons. A lot of good, good amount of returners from last year. So I think it's going to be uh, – they're an interesting team this year. They're going to be fun to watch play some volleyball. I'm going to tell you that much. So, Yeah. Mm-hmm. You like watching yep. volleyball. They're going to be a fun team to watch play that sport. <laughs> uh, I mean, yeah, it can uh, – especially when, like, it's a tight competitive game, mm-hmm. you know, sets with the sets close. Volleyball can be really intense. Not going to lie. No, it's very entertaining. Um, it's very entertaining when it's when it's competitive. Uh, like I mentioned last year, like my favorite game last year was that Fairfield Wapahani semi-state volleyball match. That was unbelievable. It was five sets. Never was like it was just back and forth every set. It was an unbelievable match, just top to bottom. And so when it's like that, man, it's it's really really good. And you know we kind of a little bit watching the Goshen College men's team too in the spring. They had some matches that. I was at, and I think you covered some too. Where, the, where the, you get into that good set, man, it's it's fun. It's fun stuff. The crowds into it. Both benches are into it. It's very entertaining. So there wasn't much of a crowd. Yeah. During those games. Well. But I get your point. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, bigger crowds this year. So we'll see. Uh, let's talk about Notre Dame. We we teased it like three hours ago, I think. Um, Jack, bump. Jack Cohen, starting quarterback, <laughs> to the surprise of nobody. Um, Brian Kelly, man, that guy's a jokester, let me tell you. Because he initially it's like, oh, we're going to name our starting quarterback after this scrimmage on Thursday last week, and we're all like, okay. We're expecting, you know, and they changed the press conference too to that mm-hmm. day for him. Right. So we're like, okay, he's going to announce that, you know. Nope, doesn't announce it. He's like, no, well, uh, instead we're going to announce it on Monday. And then he announces it on his Twitter account on Saturday that Jack Cohen won the starting job, which was good because we got to talk to him on Saturday, Jack Cohen, because of that. So that was nice. But, yeah, uh, I don't think anybody was surprised by that. They tried messing with us a little bit uh, and messing with the media and practice late in the week last week because they had Drew Pine taking all, like, 
the first team reps, like going first in, in the order, whether it be passing drills or 11 on 11 or whatever. So we're like, oh, they're definitely just messing with us because if anybody with eyes would see that Jack Cohn makes the most sense for this team just because of the experience he has from Wisconsin and the size and the arm he has. I mean, you can't – Drew Pine seems like a good quarterback, but you can't compare the size or the experience to what Cohn has done. Mm-hmm. And then Buckner – as a freshman. Right. So he could be the future of Notre Dame for sure. But he hasn't played a lot. Even in high school in California, he couldn't play. Right. Didn't play a senior year. Because of COVID. Yeah. So so I don't think he's ready to uh, lead, lead a team as big as Notre Dame at this point. So, yeah, we'll see what happens. I think uh, Notre Dame has a good running game. They have some wide receivers that we're still trying to figure out what they're going to do. Because they have a lot of experience, but they don't have a lot of production at this point. Braden Lenzi's going to have like 2,000 receiving yards this year, the way Brian Kelly's talking about it, man. That'd I be mean, something. Give <laughs> me think seriously. I don't think he's going to have that great of a year. He's going to, he might have, it was so weird because after 2019, it felt like this guy was going to be like the number one dude for them in 2020. And then he just got, got hurt a little bit and like slowed down and just for some reason, like it didn't click in 2020. So it's kind of nice to see him back. He's fast. And, like, one of the biggest things that our name, you know, gets them the last couple of years is, like, they're just not quick enough to beat teams like Alabama or Clemson or Ohio State, right? They don't have the athletes, right? Mm-hmm. Lindsey's one of those dudes. Like, Lindsey is one of those dudes who could you could throw out there and he runs faster than most people, you know? So, hopefully he is good because that's going to help them big time, you know, in that sense of, like, we're trying to get faster. So. Yep. I think Kevin Austin will have a good year. He's looked good coming back from injury. Yeah, if he doesn't get hurt again. Um, but at the same time, they don't even need three or four wide receivers to like really emerge and be like great, fantastic, because they have guys like Michael Mayer at tight end, who's really good, obviously. Mm-hmm. Kyron Williams out of the backfield. He had a lot of catches out of the backfield. So, I mean, Jack Cohn doesn't necessarily need three or four wide receivers to, you know, have great seasons for Notre Dame to have mm-hmm. success because he's he can go other places and that'll probably even just help him become more comfortable in the offense as the season goes on as well. So mm-hmm. as long as Lindsey can stretch the field for them, like that's that's a big thing for that Notre Dame. Yeah, they have they, a couple guys can do that. They need that and Avery Davis can do it a little bit. They just need those dudes to be dudes, basically. Yep. And you know Lawrence Keys, Joe Wilkins as well. They mm-hmm. can both go deep. It's just a matter of being consistent. The offensive line is also an issue. Uh, right. Obviously, they lost a lot of starters from last season. So, you got yep. four new starters. It helps that Jared Patterson's the center, the returning guy. So, to be the middle of that line, to kind of, like, navigate everybody. Kane Madden from Marshall, the transfer they got in this offseason. He's got experience. He's older, so that's going to help. And then Josh Lug as well, He's he's got experience. He didn't start as much, right. but he's a, he has plenty Swiss of experience. Army knife or, yeah. I feel like Brian Kelly said that like 20 times last year. In the last two years about Josh Lug. He could play everywhere. Swiss yep. Army knife. And like, yep. yep. And then Blake Fisher is kind of a, kind of a monster at freshman. <laughs> he's a big dude. He's a big dude for he's a freshman. A so he's probably, dude. you can plug him in and expect him to have maybe some growing pains, but at the same time, he'll figure it out. He's yeah. talented enough. He's got the size. Mm-hmm. So, so I don't – they have a lot of pieces that are – it's kind of like a lot of question marks. So, it's like, ooh, they're in the top ten AP and coaches polls. So, it's like, is that a little overrated? Some people are saying that's overrated. But people always say that about Notre Dame. Right. So. Because you watch how they play against Alabama or Clemson 
and it's like, well, they don't deserve to be there, and it's like, who else is going to be there at this point? Like, Notre Dame is a pretty good program. Their schedule this year, there's no excuses. Their schedule on paper, at least going into the season, is tough. I mean, that stretch, and five, that five-week stretch where they go Wisconsin, Cincinnati, at Vodtech, then off, USC, North Carolina, like, that's that's – that's the hardest. That could be. That's one of the hardest stretches. Like you look at Clemson's schedule this year. They play Georgia in the first game, right? And that's a yep. big game, obviously. And then Clemson plays like eleven junior college teams. After that, you know, some yep. of them just called ACC teams. Like Notre Dame. Notre Dame's gonna have the hardest schedule of like the five, like of those like bigger five, ten programs. Clemson doesn't play North Carolina. They do not play North Carolina. <sighs> Are you serious? Their schedule worked out to where they only, literally, their biggest game is Georgia, and like that's it. They play, play Miami at least. No, they don't play Miami or North Carolina. They might play one of them in the ACC championship game, but they don't play them in the regular season. So, yeah, it's embarrassing. But we we never talk about Clemson's schedule. So, well, it's a joke because they're in the ACC. They're in a conference, so like it matters. Like Notre Dame has a harder schedule almost every year because they're not in a conference. People point to like playing Navy as like reason why their schedule is weak. I mean, yeah. their schedule is... A, I'm not going to argue that it's been easy in the past. There's been some, some... I mean, they played, like, Air Force and Navy and, like, Syracuse and... Yeah, but even, like, when they played... Like, who are these Even teams? when they, like, scheduled Syracuse in 2018, that Syracuse is ranked 12th going to that game. So, I mean, you just never know what their schedule is going to be good or not, usually. Now, you think that Wisconsin will still be good, and you think North Carolina, like Wisconsin and North Carolina, feel like the two safest bets on like their schedule of like those will be hard games because USC feels like they're always overranked every year, right? Cincinnati also feels like a tough game. We'll see, right? We'll see, I guess. But it's just I don't know. I I, I never get the argument about Notre Dame's schedule. It's not any harder or any less easier, easier or harder than any team playing in the ACC or the Big Twelve. Or the Pac-12. Like, the SEC is the only conference you can make the argument for, right? Like, Alabama. Like, that's pretty much the only team that has a harder schedule. Especially now, Texas and Oklahoma <laughs> being added. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. It's going to be tough. Um, so, yeah, well, you mentioned it. Notre Dame's ninth in the preseason poll. They have four opponents in the AP Top 25 preseason poll. Top 15. Or near the – at least that was the coach's poll. Yeah. Because Cincinnati so. is eighth – USC was 13th. North Carolina was 10th, I believe. Cincinnati was said it was 8th. Um, Wisconsin was like 12th. So they have like four top 15 yeah, teams. We so. got um, – what do we got here? Yeah, Cincinnati 8, North Carolina 10, Wisconsin 13th, tied with Florida for 13th. Mm. And USC's 15th. So, yeah, it's still four in the AP, top 15. Mizzou didn't get any votes. It's very sad. So – Hey, man. All they have to do is win some games. They're going to get hot. Watch out. Um, also want to just give a shout-out to uh, Myron Tagovailoa Mosa. Um, his father uh, passed away last week. Um, he flew back to Hawaii, obviously, to be with his family. Was named a captain uh, over Zoom. That was really cool that Notre Dame did where they had all the, everyone was wearing a lei uh, around their neck. That was really cool. And, and shout out to him for being the captain that he is. Flies back from Hawaii, like overnight Monday, gets to lands in South Bend at 10 a.m. and he's at practice at 11 a.m. Like that is Insane. that is some dedication right there, man. That is not a short flight from Hawaii to South Bend, Indiana. 
Like, that really is amazing. So Yeah. Uh, really had to fight off that jet lag, I'm sure. Yeah. That's, that's tremendous respect. Like, I don't care what he does on the field this year. Like, I got my, my, I got my respect for him just from doing that. Like, that just shows you what type of person he is, what type of leader he is. Like, this dude's going to win at life, probably. So That's easy to tell, especially with the way he's handling all mm-hmm. this. Yeah, how was he yesterday talking to the media about everything? You were there talking about his father passing and everything. Did he seem all right? I mean, like, first of all, I was shocked that we were even talking to him right, to I was begin too. with. I was actually surprised as well. They said that. I was like, okay, true. So he must be in pretty good mood. I mean, you know, at least, at least right. <laughs> you know, on the outside. Right. And, yeah, he uh, he really did seem like he was doing well. He was in good spirits. He talked a lot about how being back in this community with his teammates, coaches, staff, you know, even the fans have helped him a lot get through this. And he's really appreciate all the love and support, and that's really helped him. And he knows, he said, he realized that he still has a job to do. He's got a family here to worry about as well. I mean, and what's what better way to uh, honor your dad than doing what he's doing on the football field? You know, his dad coached him when he was younger, so obviously his dad would want him to do what he's doing. So that's why he's doing it. So, yeah. So pretty cool of Myron, you know, to be able to come back and um, play and hopefully honor his father. You know, so. Uh, should be uh, should be an interesting last couple of weeks for the camp for the Irish. We've already mentioned their season opener Sunday, September fifth. I almost said July fifth. September fifth. Sunday. Sunday was July fourth this year. I know. Sunday, so. July fifth. I got it wrong. <laughs> Sunday, September fifth. <laughs> you messed up my brain, dude. Sunday, September fifth, seven thirty p.m. Um, any national sports? Uh, Nuggets to come up in your brain. You want to wrap it up? Do you want to bring us home with any national sports uh, talk? No? What did you say? I said some nuggets. You said nuggets? Nuggets. I said nuggets. <laughs> any national sport nuggets, sports uh, nuggets from nuggets. the world of greater sports? The Cubs finally won a game. They had lost 12 in a row, so that's good. We're back. Cubs are back. Um, the Rays. The Rays aren't bad. That's good. They're very good. Okay, good for them. Um, the Yankees are making a comeback. They're going to win the World Series. Can feel it. Can already tell. Yep. The uh, Field of Dreams game was fantastic last week. How did, about that? White Sox Yankees. Did we not talk about that last week? I don't think because the game hadn't happened, right? I thought it was Monday or two. No, it happened on Thursday. It was last Thursday. My power was out. So really? I yeah, it was six days ago. That was it? It felt uh-huh. like so much longer. It does feel like it was much longer ago, but it was six days ago. Feel the Dreams game rocked. I love the movie Feel the Dreams, so like that helped too. And then the White Sox and Yankees had like the best game of the season. Yeah. It was awesome. Like the, the ninth inning was pretty perfect. Incredible. Perfect night for uh the MLB. So they're gonna inevitably do something very stupid to like lose all that goodwill they built up, but that's fine. Um It's gonna be Cubs and Reds next year. Yeah, how about that? Are you I gonna just, go? Yeah, if I have two, if someone gives me like a three thousand dollar pay raise, it pays it right at you know to me right then and there. And I'll go buy the go. tickets. We can just go and play, have a catch. Just have a catch. Have out a there. catch right next to the house. Mm-hmm. Not go to the game for three hours. Yeah. Try to watch it over the corn. We can just listen. Yeah. To the sounds. Yeah. I'm good. I mean, Dyersville is not that far away from here. It's only five and a half hours. That's so far. It's not that far. You could be going to the opposite end of Iowa. At least it's on the near side of Iowa for us, so the west, the east side. So that's true. 
So yeah, uh, yeah, not much really nationally going on. You know, it's that kind of that time of transition where we're waiting for September baseball. October really so and then football still kind of going through the motions Justin Fields is going to win MVP this year so we already got that taken care of he's a groin injury um, no he doesn't no he doesn't that's what I've heard no Tevin Jenkins had back surgery today for the Bears that's really sad but like Justin Fields he's going to win the MVP we're going to speak it into existence um, seems like Carson Wentz will probably be back for week one it's sounding like that's good for them uh, hopefully Quentin Nelson's back week one for them too um, so yeah Kind of that weird time. Them right? is the Colts, by the way. No, yeah, no NHL, no NBA really right now. Um, well, at all. I mean, we have the summer no league. Games, but the summer league. No one watches. Did that. the Kings win the summer league? Well, I saw that on Twitter. I thought it was still going on. I think it's over. That's too bad. I wasn't gonna watch any of it anyway. I wasn't either. So. So it isn't too bad, I guess. Bad <laughs> um, what is too bad is that our time on this episode, I think, is wrapping up. So. We're going to have to call it here. Uh, this has been a good episode, good chat, good lively discussion, I would say. So uh, this has been another edition of the Goshen News Sports Podcast. We'll be back next week to recap week one of football. And there's no power outages this time. We didn't have a power outage this time. Very good. Knock on wood. Because it's nice outside. Uh-huh. It's amazing what happens when it's not 100 degrees. 100 mile an hour winds blowing outside. When it's not 100 degrees in the 100 degrees and 100 mile an hour winds outside. The, you know, the power stays on. Um should be a good should be good first Friday of football. We'll have a lot of that to talk about. Cross country season's starting up. Um, you know, all the other sports. We'll you know kind of do a general area recap at all the sports and uh, should be a fun episode next week. So we will talk to you then.